this part of the world, people believe that there must be something, there must be a cure for everything. And they have to take something, they have to drink something, they have to sip something at least. <laughs> your special health and healthcare podcast the healthy ways with Esosa. i am still your host and the seller of this ship Esosa Iyagbaye. and of course this is the platform where you get health related information in a way that is fun and engaging captivating and most importantly in a way that is easy to understand i really hope you've been finding my past episodes you know useful and that would make me really glad but on today's episode, we're going to dive deeper into um, another topic which I have titled The Thin Line Between the Qualified and the Quack, or Between the Quack and the Qualified, rather. So, um, by qualified, I mean qualified health professionals. So, uh, I'm going to be answering a lot of questions you probably had in the past about how to differentiate between a quack and a qualified health professional. So, you're definitely going to learn so much through this episode. So, stick with me and let's move ahead who really is a quack friends and i'm not referring to the quack quack sound made by the dog obviously i'm referring to what we refer to as an unqualified health or medical professional all right and that's quite um, a very easy way to define it but um to dive further i'd define um, a quack to be a person, a fraudulent or ignorant person who pretends professionally or publicly to possess a skill, knowledge, you know, to possess qualifications or credentials which they actually do not possess. So such persons, you know, um, um, engage in fraudulent activities um, in the medical field and promote ignorant medical practices. All right, so that is what we mean by a quack. Then who actually is a professional or a medical professional or a health professional? So this, this is a person who is expected to have a particular set of skill in their chosen field at a level that can be considered expert. So this is a person who actually is an expert, has all the qualifications, all the credentials, all the necessary training, all the attributes required of a medical or health professional and let's um, you know break it down a bit when I mean medical or health professional I, um, I mean anything in the medical or health field I mean doctors nurses I mean pharmacists I mean uh, radiologists psychologists um, psychiatrists um, optometrists or all, um, all health professionals actually so of course, these professions have the tendency to like have quacks or half-baked professionals, you know, posing to be experts and, you know, uh, providing substandard practice or services to people out there. Aside the formal training, qualifications or credentials required of someone claiming to be an expert in the medical or health field, there are certain other attributes that are required. And they include things like responsibility, respect, following the code of conduct, you know, following certain professional standards. And these elements are like what is actually absent 
in quarks. But then how can we actually identify a quark? Okay, I'm sure we have, even though we've not experienced it professionally, you know, falling into the hands of a quark and getting substandard treatment or having someone even, um, you know, experience really serious implications, maybe losing a loved one to a quark or having someone's condition worsened. There are ways that we can, like, identify quarks. All right, there's so many ways actually. And the first thing is to, first of all, check the degrees or the displayed degrees of that person. Okay, most of the time, most doctors or nurses or whoever, you know, in their offices, they usually display this degree or license or certificate framed in their offices. Okay, it's usually like a common practice, but in the office of a quack, for instance, most of these um degrees most of these credentials most of the certificates are usually not present or um in the worst case scenario you find out that they actually know the original copy so it just looks shabby and you know forged okay so that's one way to um identify a quack and you could also like ask you know you could ask that person okay what's your degree and all that you know in a good way of course so you have to like um First of all, you have to be aware of um, certain degrees of certain um, professionals or health professionals. You know, we have the MBBS, we have BFARM, we have PharmD, we have RN for different professions, of course. So you could just pose a question to that individual, okay, what's your degree? And, you know, hear what the person has to say. And you could also, you know, um, put an eye out for some certificates, some display of certificates at the offices. We should also have in mind that most quacks are actually aspiring doctors or professionals who probably have failed like a medical examination or have some kind of loopholes in their like specializations or qualifications. So most of the time they may have like basic knowledge, um, some kind of knowledge in their fields, but they've actually not completed that training process when it comes to diagnosing um, certain conditions or um, delivering the right medical care or as the case may be so and we should also take note of the fact that most of these quacks also target like impoverished areas rural areas okay to you know shield themselves from some kind of regulation and all that but we should not be ignorant of this fact so um, the more rural um, a community is the more likely for us to find quacks there so but that's not supposed to be anyway and then we also find that most of these quacks actually kind of attract people with their discounted fees or their seemingly low fees for um you know their expertise so most of the time you go there and you've you are wowed by the relatively cheap cost of you know um, getting medical care and all that so most of these persons could be quacks remember this is not like I'm not saying it's um, conclusively but majority of the time these persons may actually be quacks except for cases where qualified doctors actually would go practice in rural areas or you know rural communities another thing is that most of these quacks may have actually worked under um, a trained or qualified professional you know as an assistant as an apprentice but sometimes you find that these persons do not go further to attain their degrees or finish 
you know, all the requirements, you know, for them to become um, qualified professionals. So they just go ahead to practice. And this, as we have seen, comes with a lot of, um, you know, implications, both in the um, area of the patients now, and also it implicates them in so many ways. So we should also have that in mind. Another way we could spot quacks is by searching their names in the website, for instance, um, for a particular council or body governing a particular profession, for instance, medicine, pharmacy, nursing, um, um, you know, psychiatrist, and all that. So majority of these professions, they have like a directory or a list of Persons who have been licensed to practice, persons who have passed through, um, you know, certain examinations and requirements. So, in cases where these lists are available online, you could just search for um, search for this particular persons to be sure that they are actually licensed. But we must also bear in mind that we cannot judge a person just by their um social media profiles and all of that okay do not say okay because this person always posts stuff relating to medicine or health on social media or they're always wearing a white coat or they have thousands of followers and all that that does not um you know mean that they're actually qualified or they're actually licensed to practice okay that's one thing we should also know and lastly, I'll just say that when you um, just have a feeling of suspicion for a particular person, maybe due to complaints of persons or, you know, the disposition of that person or you just have some kind of suspicions about a particular person, well, the best bet is find a second option. You do not have to rely on just that one person. Once you've, you know, um, nurtured a suspicion for that person and you're not comfortable discussing your health issues with that person you could just move on to the next so it's as easy as that really why is there even quackery in the first place um this is like a question that has been asked by quite a number of persons why can't we just you know have it that these are the licensed persons allowed to practice medicine or allowed to practice nursing or to deliver any health service at all why don't we just have them stamped or easily recognized okay this is still the same question i ask myself but i think it's quite easy to answer i think the first um, answer should be the fact that you know majority of these health professionals are not easily accessible especially in you know low-income countries less developed countries like nigeria for instance so that's why we have a lot of people um, falling into the hands of quacks everywhere. So, but there are other reasons too. We even have, um, you know, cases of people actually accepting quacks, and in spite of you know their lack of effectiveness, people will just prefer to work with you know quacks or to approach them. It's quite um, funny, but that actually happens. But the first um, reason for that would be ignorance because many, many of these persons usually um, probably are not very literate, educated, and so they could just be very ignorant. They would find it difficult to 
identify a quack or a qualified professional so they just easily fall into the hands of them so another thing is majority of people feel like it is impossible to for like for an illness to just go on its own or for them to just get better without any um, medical intervention and that happens a lot like in a place like nigeria and africa so people want to believe that there should be a remedy for every single thing wrong with them or there must be a medical intervention people don't want to hear that oh okay you're having headache okay um could you just rest could you just drink some water could you just um you know calm down your nerves or something people want to take something they must be i don't know whether it's because of this traditional medicine or traditional doctor or native doctor syndrome where you must always go to babalawo to get something for a remedy i don't even know but in this part of the world people believe that there must be something there must be a cure for everything and they have to take something they have to drink something they have to sip something at least <laughs> so that's one fallacy that many people have you know nurtured in their minds and so when maybe they go to um they go to see a, um, a qualified professional and they tell them these things they'll be like oh okay this man does not know what he's doing let me go meet someone else and then they fall into the hands of quarks who tell them to take all the magic drugs available in this world for them to take so that's one reason too another thing is people you know kind of have this lack of trust for conventional medicines i don't know still in this part of the world so people still believe that okay these medicines are dangerous drugs are this um in quotes or evil drugs are dangerous and so they prefer to you know do away with them to go for other um remedies as long as they are not drugs whether it's whether they're actually effective for whatever they have or not they'll just prefer to do away with these conventional medicines so this category of persons are more likely to fall into the hands of quacks and we also have many conspiracy theories too about science how science is evil and all that so that's very that's a very like important um, contributor to this whole thing another thing is people fear side effects like i don't know but majority of the time like when we use conventional drugs or maybe or not even drugs it could be anything it could be surgeries it could be other things like you know radiology and all that so people feel like okay there's always side effects which actually there is for many of these um, medical interventions but people just feel like they don't want any form of side effects at all so they rather go take that um, concussion or you know just another thing entirely different from drugs so and we find that majority of the time these other alternatives that people go for they are not actually curing them of the main cause of whatever they are having for instance if they're having diabetes or they're having let's say which condition now let's say arthritis now so they'll rather go for the um you know let's say quack now giving them a pain reliever or something that would just make them um get relieved of the symptoms of the pains and all that but this intervention um, these other alternatives most of the time they do not actually um target the main cause of that disease or illness okay because for every disease or illness there's actually um you know 
what we call pathogenesis is actually something causing that distress that disease so majority of these alternative medicines or concussions they do not actually cure the main cause so they just actually cure or, or rather you know improve the symptoms and all that so that's another reason and then there are so many others cause desperation people are desperate for cures everywhere so they fall into the hands of quacks people want cheaper alternatives which sometimes is um you know understandable but i mean you could go see a pharmacist who could you know give you other options of equally effective treatments in form of drugs now um, that are actually cheaper okay so these are like some of the reasons why quackery is still very much you know common in the world today unless i forget another way we can easily identify quacks is that um majority of the time you hardly see things like scientific or research evidence uh, you know backing up their work or their treatments and all that but instead we see things like testimonies okay so they just post maybe in their offices or in their flyers okay this is the testimony of mr a he visited my clinic and he got, he got cured of this and that testimony of mrs b they just majorly deal with testimonies testimonies everywhere and this can actually be misleading because in medicine in science you don't just you know um you know take up a particular drug as the sole cure for a particular illness just because 10 people 20 people even 500 people have testimonies of you know getting cured of that illness because of that particular drug it doesn't really work like that in science a drug working for one person a treatment working for one person may not actually be the same for another person so that's one way we could also identify quacks so in reality we need more evidence like science okay of research rather than just testimonies hey i know i've been talking a lot about alternative or traditional medicines and all that okay there's a i'm not saying that alternative medicine is quackery or quackery is alternative medicine that's not what i'm saying okay but there's a tendency like a high tendency for alternative medicines or traditional medicines to you know tilt towards quackery and that can be in several ways the first is by promoting the idea that these traditional medicines are magic drugs that can cure everything a drug can cure cancer can cure arthritis can cure there's this particular one okay dental problems can cure um toilet infections in quotes and so many other things just one drug haba that's not really possible you know so from by promoting those drugs in like that way can actually make it become quackery okay another thing is that when such alternative medicines you know promote harmful therapies without adequate warnings i mean most of these um, alternative drugs for instance they do not actually contain enough information for the user or for the consumers all right in form of like warning side effects or other things that um you know consumers should take note of so when you do not they do not include those adequate warnings and all that and necessary information it tends to it's quite because it's not um the information is not sufficient for the patient and it can be very harmful okay and then recommending such alternatives against conventional therapy hmm that can be very 
dangerous okay so there should not be like this rivalry between alternative medicines and conventional drugs or you know conventional therapies okay so when alternative medicines then um are then used against conventional therapies or promoting it against conventional therapies and it becomes quackery you know and then using it to drain people's bank accounts trying to extort people out of it of course that becomes very fraudulent and it's in capital letters quackery okay that's something we should definitely avoid there's been some controversies everywhere about who a quack is and who a quack is not so i'll be taking a reference from what's been happening in a place like india one thing we should know is that in india as it stands right now like the ratio of doctors nurses midwives and in fact almost all health professionals is like 12 to about 10,000 people so it's that bad in india right now it's one of the world's poorest countries and they do not actually have access to qualified professionals so what can be done in such scenarios well from a little study i've done you know in india there's this um should i say form of quackery that has been like approved so to speak by you know their government people who do not have the formal education license registration they're still allowed to practice in their rural communities you know but they actually put through some form of periodic trainings by qualified professionals for a while and then they still practice their usual indian traditional medicine so they still do that so it's like a way of ensuring people in those very poor communities also have access to primary health care services so but it's still kind of a controversy even right now at some point doctors were protesting about it and telling their government okay to um, invest more in training qualified professionals and making rural communities more comfortable for doctors to practice but it's still a controversy and i'm still asking myself several questions but in all today's message is for you to be able to yeah identify a quack and a qualified health professional yeah and that's it as a way of concluding this episode i just want to hit on the major take-home message which is for you to be able to identify quacks and qualified professionals because really if you look at it with a closer look there's really a thin line and we have to be careful to be able to identify them once their diagnosis is questionable their tests are questionable their treatments are questionable then they are questionable and then try to avoid them go for the second option okay of just meet a person who you can trust and that you can beat your chest that this person is qualified and is actually you know doing the right thing so i have a feeling that this particular episode will spur some kind of reactions or controversies so to speak by some persons by you by someone else i don't know but i'm really curious to hear from you like what do you think about all i've said here um what do you think about quackery and do you think um like uh, there should not be a clear distinction between a quack and a qualified professional or do you think um there's just something else on the line between both of them and something else we should know or something else i should talk about in this particular topic area just let me know there's so many ways you can engage me all right so i'm looking forward to hearing from you and really thanks for listening to this episode i hope it was worth it for you and yeah thank you 
And that brings us to the end of this episode of Healthy Ways with Asosa. I do hope you enjoyed listening. If you'd like to send in your comments, questions, or reactions, or you'd like to get featured in our coming episodes, please send a message through the links attached to this episode's description or send an email to healthywaveswithasosa at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.